Grain family. I hope everyone is well. Thank you so much for joining me for yet another episode of the Against the Grain podcast. Now, in today's episode, I want to discuss the concept of loss, death, and mourning, and why this natural part of the human experience is such a difficult experience. You see, today's episode comes after receiving news of the loss of a friend of mine. Now, for the sake of her and her family's privacies, I'll withhold names and details surrounding her passing, but I felt burdened by this news and really felt that I had to journal my thoughts. And what better way to do that than through this medium, which for me is ultimately a point of self-reflection. And the hope is that through this episode, if you've experienced something similar, especially this year and all the madness of this year, that this can hopefully give you some perspective in terms of managing the, the idea of loss and managing losing people that you care about. So look, let's not waste any time. Let's just get straight into it. Now, for those of you who know me well, you know that I don't handle death well at all. I'll be the first to admit it. I'm not sure that I'm afraid of my own personal demise, but more so afraid of losing people that I love. You know, this, <laughs> this terrifies me. I think it's mostly because it highlights the fragility of life. You could be sitting here laughing and joking with somebody that you care about or having deep soul bonding conversations and the next minute they're gone. You know, their, their story, their heritage, their impact and most importantly, the story they were yet to tell disappears along with them. The problem with the human experience is we have created an existence that somehow depicts us as immortal. You know, we, we move through life as if we have a right to it. And although in many ways this is true, we do have a right to life, but we live and love as if it is somehow owed to us, as if it's an expectation and an entitlement to be graced with the presence of a new day filled with new opportunity. Like we somehow planned being here and could very easily be reborn back into existence if we wanted. You know, we take little account for the true meaning of life and the purity that it is to see a new day, a new hour, a new minute. You know, it's, it's only during moments of loss that we reflect on life's preciousness and for a brief moment in our journey, appreciate what it means to have life. But then it's back to business as usual. Maybe this is just the burden of the modern age, a consequence to our quick and fast lifestyles. You know, we move so fast, we consume an almost endless supply of at times meaningless content. We rarely live in purpose and barely take time to soak in the simple beauties that life offers. Or maybe it's because the experiences of losing loved ones, although very much a part of the human experience, isn't something that we're faced with on a day-to-day -day basis. And therefore, like an estranged father, our relationship with it feels distant and strange. 
we never want to sit with the grief that comes from death for too long. I mean, we we rarely want to engage in conversations about it and we seldom give it the attention it deserves as a fundamental part of the human experience. And this relationship becomes even more strained when death comes suddenly and abruptly. So I guess as I've taken time to sit with the sudden news of my friend's passing, I found myself thinking about our last encounter and the lack of foresight that we each had in knowing that this would be the last time we'd see each other. I should have hugged her tighter. You know, I should have told her how much I appreciate the inner workings of her mind, her perspective on life, and just how dedicated she was to building a bright future for herself. You know, I'm, I'm saddened by the fact that I didn't say these things to her. Not that she may not have known them already, but if we operated with the idea that our loved ones knew they were loved, we would never show affection to anyone. You know, I've sat with the fact that I wished things could have been different. Like what would have happened if she had actually taken that trip to Bali like she planned? Or if she had caught that flight and we had met in Kenya like we were supposed to? You know, I wrestle with the fact that certain events, whether covert or overt, had to happen in order for her to pass and how things would have been different had only one of these elements had a slight incremental shift. What if she had caught a red light? What if she had left a few minutes earlier? What if someone was with her? What if I'd reached out sooner? You know, I, I wrestled with the fact that I'd been meaning to check up on her, but I let life and the madness of this year excuse my delayed communication. What would have happened if I'd been more proactive in checking on her? Would it have led to a series of events that shifted the paradigm and subsequent narrative of her story? <laughs> you know, the, the scariest part about all of this is if it would have in fact made a difference and her fate would have been shifted, none of us would have even been remotely aware of the impeding demise. You know, this, this instability, this lack of control, this element of unknown is often what scares me about life. You know, as humans, we are often overly confident about our existence and gravely underconfident about the real lack of control that we actually have in life. You know, we think we are bigger than we actually are and we forget it could all come to an end suddenly. But funny enough, this is also what keeps my existence humbled. It makes me appreciate that our lives, our existence is merely a makeup of tiny figments of a larger, more existential, unknown working of life. You see, we are simply strings in a bigger weave that forms our world, our beliefs, our history, our future, and the many unknowns of not just human life, but the life and forces that exist beyond Earth. Like we are a speck of dust in the sand dunes of the universe and we often have no idea what comes next. You know, I sat with the thoughts of her last moments, the fear that she must have felt, the, the overbearing and crushing loneliness that she must have experienced, 
something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. As someone who has been blessed to experience different facades of her existence from her beautiful smile and gorgeous spirit to being afforded the privilege of seeing into the depths of her fears, her worries, her struggles, and the things that challenged her, I can't help but be overcome with this crushing sadness that fear, loneliness, desperation were among the emotions that she felt in her final moments. I, I just, I can't reconcile these two distinctly different experiences. You see, you, you have to understand, I saw her smile. You know, I've seen her happy. I've seen her hold her stomach in contentment, laughing from the depths of her soul. I've seen her in some of her most vulnerable settings, and yet this same person at some point experienced feelings so deeply contrary to what I had known her for. So where does this fear of death come from? I believe my fear of death purely speaks to my relationship with relationships. Let me explain. How would your perspective, opinions, and feelings on death and loss change if you saw and understood that we are merely spirits, condensed masses of energy, souls who simply move through a timeline of existence for a brief moment? In other words, if we valued and understood death in the same way that we value and understood birth, would our relationship with grief and loss change? Like if you were able to look at someone's life as a moment in a bigger, more connected, purposeful existence, would your relationship with the fear of losing them change? You know, that they were born as part of humanity's story to fulfill a purpose, be it big or small. This isn't to say that their life or the impact they had is in vain or holds no value. Rather, you see their story and their level of influence as an integral part of a much bigger story being told. You know, this means that we value the lessons we were intended to learn from them while they were here to teach us. If we receive their lessons while they're here and value the infinite impact these lessons have on us far after they're gone, we can truly start to understand the value of life and in turn, death. The question that then arises is, to what extent do we really think and understand the subject of death? I mean, we often have delayed or slow responses to the conversation of death. We don't want to think about it in the context of life. We, we simply live. We live each day until death eventually knocks. You know, we, we fall into this rhythm of escapism or avoidance when thinking and understanding death. This is often because the concept of life is seen as man's greatest story. Because life is seen as man's greatest achievement, death stands to refute man's great purpose and is therefore often met with dismay or distrust. Plus, as imperfect beings, we don't know what awaits us on the other side of it. You see, but if you really think about it, this somehow shows us how life and death are ultimately connected. Because to see someone experience death reminds you of your own mortality. We value the supreme certainty that is life, 
but from a very practical level and without consideration of the fundamental role death plays. You see, what I mean by this is we wake up, we climb out of bed and believe in the certainty of the bubble of the existence we have. We know how to operate in the society we live and move in. We take existence for granted. We make the same coffee and breakfast. We take the same route to work and merely exist in the same social confines we lived in yesterday and the day before that. But the thing is, in the process of living, we forget there are constant micro miracles or events at play that allow us to continue to live. You know, something as simple as waking up, using our natural born limbs to climb out of bed and cook breakfast, having a functioning, healthy body that sustains us and keeps us alive without the aid of machines or doctors. We often see these events as a normal part of our existence and thus take them for granted. You see, life becomes meaningless without the existence of death. Aside from being a necessary part of life, death is designed to remind us of our mortality. If death was suddenly void of meaning, life would suddenly become even more chaotic and messy than it already is. The ultimate meaning of life would be lost if we weren't forced into reflection in the face of death. You see, just as I'm doing right now, I'm riding the seesaw that is life. The infinite cycle of maneuvering life, coming into contact with death and loss, and being reminded of my finite existence. This allows us to align with the greater purpose of our existence. So currently, my routine is I usually wake up at about 4 a.m. these days, and I always wake up and take the first few minutes after opening my eyes to simply stare up at my ceiling and express a silent moment of gratitude. Then I usually wake up and go for a jog and then head to the gym. My walks usually take me through a quiet green parkland with tall trees and dirt roads. During my walk, I take noticeably deep breaths. I look around as the early sun rises and pierces through the trees. I watch as my exhales create clouds of smoke when exposed to the crisp cold air. I pay attention to my steps, the movement of my hips as I glide one foot in front of the other, the contraction and release of my muscles as I swing my arms. In short, I remain present and in the moment as my body begins to awaken. I usually listen to an audiobook, usually about personal development or money management, and I absorb the blessing that is a new day. You see, this is my small way, my brief moment of appreciation for the existence that is a new day. I use this time to align myself with the goals that I've set for my life. I connect to the greater purpose and meditate on the impact that I intend on having. This not only keeps me focused on life's goals, but it reminds me to keep grounded in my existence. I'm training my mind and my body, the two necessary components that need to operate at optimum performance in order to live a purposeful life. You see, I'm saying all this to show you how death, although necessary in humbling us, can also help us live purposefully. 
Because it's in knowing that your time is finite, that you are able to start living in your purpose. I understand this isn't always the case because we all know at some point we will die and many people don't fully value the currency that is time. But for those who strive to appreciate life, appreciate death as a reminder to fully live the great gift of life. I want to encourage you to hold your loved ones close. Tell them that you love them. Check in on your friends and the people that mean the most to you. Appreciate the beauty and the blessing that is a new day. Embrace change as a natural part of life. Live purposefully and wholly and intentionally. Discover your life's calling. Give back and pour into the lives of those who need it in the best way that you know how. Use your talents, your skills, whatever is necessary to uplift those who need a voice. Use your platforms and your influence to bring about reform and change. Actively live in purpose of your community. And most importantly, be gentle to each other. I may not have all the answers to aid you in your understanding of death, but it's my hope that through introspection and by offering a new perspective, you may gain peace because it is in understanding the reality of death that you may really know the true value of life. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This wraps up yet another episode of the Against the Grain podcast. As usual, thank you so much for taking this slight moment out of your busy day to listen it means the absolute world to me and it is my hope that you've gained some introspection and some perspective through this episode and through all of the other episodes in this uh in this series so thank you this episode was definitely a difficult one for me to write i actually wrote this a few months ago around the time of my friend's passing and i sat with it for quite a while before i decided to really recorded and um i just want to let her family know that i she's in my prayers your the whole family is in my prayers and the most important thing is that during this period during the madness of what 2020 has been that we continue to take care of one another love on each other help those that need help you know be the voice for those that don't have it and show compassion and humanity because at the end of the day we live through this cycle of life once and in the process it is our duty to be in community and in service of one another so i just want to leave you with that message i pray that the rest of your week is blessed take care of yourselves love on one another and we'll see you here next week take care